something that can be produced. It's something that can be entertained. And it's something that can be held as a possibility. And it's something that can be honored. You know, It's something to open up to. It's like you, you have, in a sense here, you may have the ball for a little while, but is you very quickly put it down and then something else picks it up. That's why entertaining is so cool, because you don't have to entertain anything. You just entertain, and then something may reveal itself. Yeah? Something may uh, download, in a sense, and it's basically coming in a sense, from the honoring. Yeah? You just honored a possibility. Not by denying everything else going on in here. That didn't work. When I was mentally denying this place, it was more real than ever. It's when there was a relief from it, where I finally let this be as just as it wants to be. You know what I mean? When I admitted that day, I was screwed. That's what happened. When that first day I got sober, it was like a CNN newsflash. And it was like, I'm screwed. Now, I had, no, I had been screwed for all intents and purposes for years, but it was not, it was news to me, really, because I had, I had deflected everything so well, you know, for so long, and then finally I let something, something just forced itself, it landed on my little perch, and uh, then I realized I'm screwed, and that was the beginning of the seeming unscrewing, you know. Then down the road, from hearing this message, I realized I was never even screwed, yeah. I was never even screwed. So I, I don't even need to be unscrewed because I never was screwed. Yeah? But at first, that's not how it hit me. It was, I was screwed, man. I have the history, I have the scars, I have the rest of the arrest, you know, record. Uh, I have all this stuff. I was screwed. Yeah? When I let that land, inevitably it led to realize I never was screwed. I could never be screwed. And that's the absoluteness of the message. That's the absoluteness, is that nothing ever happened. Not by denying what's happening, by allowing what's happening to be as real as it wants to be, it's going to reveal something to you. It's not. Just like you were in a hell for a while there, and now you're feeling great. How much of a hell was it then? Yeah. Yeah. You think, oh, this is the problem. Well, you know, I've known you for a few years. This is like the 12th version of the problem. You know, or something earth-shattering happened to me this week, but the earth didn't shatter. This is just on and on and on. The beautiful news isn't that you got better, you were never sick. Because if you believe you get better, you also believe you can get sick again. That's not total relief. That's not being convinced. Yeah, that's not the absolute vision. Yeah, the vision is I don't give a damn what the head presents as where I am, where I'm going to be, and where I was. There's an immunity to it, and I get to find out that where I am is I don't know. Yeah, and what's going to happen? I'll find out what I need to know when I need to know it. That's all. Yeah, and some of the great joy is you may not need to know much. Yeah, so you'll be finding out. Not you'll be finding out a lot when you don't need much. <laughs> a whole lot. Because you're going to get to the essence of what mind is. You'll be able to rest in your quote-unquote spirit. Not framed as a body, but as what it is, which it ain't. Yeah. I've had a lot of time lately because of the laid up and stuff. And 
It's like my head sometimes is like an old fighter. It's punch drunk, you know, but it doesn't know what else to do. So it keeps trying to throw a haymaker, you know, with time. It's all, all just totally your thought system, our thought system that we're, that seems to be navigating our lives here is drenched in time. You can just understand that. That every thought that you ever have yapping up in this head is drenched in time. It's a rethought in a way. Just like we say in AA, there's a resentment, which means to re-feel. Every feeling is refelt. Every thought is rethought. Yeah? Like this guy who gave me this paper, it was really nice. He says, every time you try to remember an event, the only thing you're remembering is the memory of it. You never can go back to whatever happened because in a, in a way it's never fucking happened. Yeah? But you can go back to a memory of it happening. Yeah? So what happens is we're redoing everything all day. We're not doing it. It's the mind. The mind's like stuck in a groove and it can, can't go beyond that groove. <coughs> as soon as it, there'll be a song that plays and then it hits the groove and then it's a re-song. Yeah? It's a redo, it's a redo, it's a redo. And then there's obviously pangs and stuff happens in this experience. You could sort of categorize it as irritability, restlessness, and discontent, or, or a malaise, or like Buddha said, it was suffering. You know? He wasn't saying suffering because someone's hurt, you know, cutting you off with a knife every day. It's like a vague malaise. There's a discomfort. You don't feel right, in a way. Yeah? And of course, you rush out trying to find something to make that feel better, but you have to realize the finding something to make it better is part and parcel of that not feeling right. Yeah? That your solution coming from the problem is a big problem. And then you start having an experience, and you have thousands of them, but now you've been open to an understanding that sort of takes a thread that goes through all of them. And then you get to see a life run on self-will will not be successful. It doesn't say your life on self-will. It's not personal. It's, a just a, it's an experience or a statement about conditional mind. And a conditional mind, which has a strong aspect of alcoholism, any life run from there is not going to be successful. Concerning what? Concerning the irritability, restlessness, and discontent. I don't think I am. Well, are you searching and seeking all fucking day? Yeah, well, you probably are. What's motivating? What's causing the drive to seek? You think it's seeking itself? There must be a sense of irritability, restlessness, and discontent that calls you to get on with it. Hey, let's go, you know? I saw a diehard one through eight today. It's 14 hours. What would motivate you to do that? I would say probably a huge fear about being by yourself. <laughs> Why is that the scariest thing going on? I'd rather be getting arrested as long as I don't have to sit with myself consciously. Why? Why is that? You don't, we don't put two and two together. Oh, no, I'm just out there getting and grabbing and that. You don't see that there may be a, uh, something that's the opposite of that, motivating you. Maybe you're scared shit of something. And therefore, the way you distract yourself from that is being busy, doing this and doing that. You don't see it. If you don't see that, what's the point of anything else? You're on the consequential level, man. It's about, you better get goggles because you're in the hallway of shitting fans. Get a real good goggles with like windshield wipers. And then, it's not so bad out in here, but you're in the hallway of shitting fans. 
Why don't it be nice if you could see what leads you, what draws you to that door? And oh, like, let's see if there's any more mirrors to see myself in there. <laughs> what draws you there and have an act staining of it. Not an act that you do, but the mind's understanding abstains from it now. Yeah? The mind's understanding of conditional mind abstains from conditional mind. What are you left with then? What, from conditional mind's point of view, is nothing, is actually everything. Yeah. And then you get either quickly or slowly weaned off of this place, and off of the one who thinks it's in this place, and you discover exactly what you are by realizing what you're not. Yeah? By realizing you're not a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. If you were that, you know how quick that's going to be? In the annals of time, you may live 90 or 100 years, it's fucking nothing. The only thing that makes it seem so long is you're incredibly interested in it. <laughs> and why are you so incredibly interested in it? It has something to do with you. Yeah, That's what I discovered in this, in this, this whole thing that went on. I realized the simplest way to get to get relief from the bondage of self is to entertain it's not you. Because if it ain't you, and you start getting that a little bit, a large amount of your interest and attention will leave what's promoting everything to be about you. It will leave the thought system. Yeah? You'll lose interest in it. Yeah? So if, if it's about trying to change the thought system, that's like self trying to get out of self. It's not going to work. But the best way I saw it happen is I lost interest in it. And the only thing that ever worked, long-lastingly, like I used to lose interest in it when I was shooting coke, but then I gained interest in it like ten minutes later when I get arrested. Yeah? It didn't work long. But this loss of interest is it, it's like progressively gets bigger because the more and more you study self, or what's presenting you as a body here, your thought system, the more and more you realize it's not you. And when you realize it's not you, you forget it. Yeah? And when you forget it, you're not bound by it. Yeah? And then you realize why I'm not bound by it is not just in the forgetting, it's that I've lost interest in the remembering of it. Why? Because it's not me. That's as simple as that. And everyone has that experience right now. They'll be so engaged in something, as soon as they realize it's not about them, it's like that. They don't have to take four months of, of therapy or classes to get relief from it. They just lose interest in it. Why? Just on one basic premise. It's not about me. Well, apply it. See how many thoughts are held in the sense of being yours. See it in your own laboratory. In your own lab. See how it feels like when you buy one of them, you seem to get a big, they all get bundled up into a big story. Yeah? You just buy, it's like when I had the hernia before, and I was looking on the internet for hernia, you know, about hernia, and then I suddenly got adver advertisements for hernia belts. You know what I mean? As soon as it sniffs, you're interested. <laughs> Tons of stuff. As soon as it sniffs, that, oh yeah, I've been laid up a long time. Boom! Boom, 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 time, time, time gets added to it. You see it? But it won't be added to it if it's like when I used to be in New York and um, you'd be on a subway and some insane things would happen in subways. Yeah. Mostly you just look at people's shoes or you have something to read. If you don't have something to read, just look at shoes. You're always looking at that. And people could come and start yelling right in your ear. If you didn't acknowledge them, they got up. And they went, and then they, as soon as someone said, hey, you, oh, they were, the guy or the woman was on you. 
and they get off with the air and try to tell you whatever story they want to tell you. But if you didn't pay any attention, they get up and leave, looking for the next place. To do what? To attach or to get, to get engaged with. That's what abstaining is. You abstain from your mental advertisements. Oh, yeah, you're really screwed now, Paul. And it's going to seem like if this doesn't work, you'll be screwed. You then you start thinking, I think I'll just get my leg cut off. And I bet you I can do what I like with one of those little pogo sticks. Where did that, how did that come from? What happened? I'm just here laid up, and suddenly now I'm thinking of it's a possibility. Hey, I'll go with the amputation. <laughs> Wait a minute, I think you're running ahead of the situation. Of course, what are you going to do if you're engaged as that being you or your thoughts? You're going to be dragged along with it. Then you're going to need therapy. You're going to need other people. Not to bring you to the solution, but to ease the problem. You know, To make the problem a little more tolerable. But if it's not me, I don't give a damn it's like, if it's like the Macy's Parade's trying to sell something. If it's not about me, I won't look. Yeah? I won't look. As soon as you go like this, it's on you. Yeah? As soon as you flinch, it has you, in a sense. Yeah? This is absence. How could that absence become an apical event? I found by questioning what the hell you are. Is it you? Are these thoughts about you? Or are they about a you? And it takes your mind to believe in it to make it you. Yeah? It can't create it because it's not so, but it can make it seem like it's you. Once that's in place, it just rips. Now you're thinking most the most absurd shit, you know? And it, it just like things they just get they have the longest leashes and they always bring it back to you, you know? Once once the foot's in the door, the whole family moves in. You know what I mean? Got, so the abstinence, just like with alcohol and drugs, you abstain from having the first drink. And that abstinence isn't produced by you, it's a gift from what you are. Yeah? Now you have the freedom from the bondage of self. Yeah? Because what bonds you to self is your interest. Not selfing. Selfing is like a fucking pale advertisement. It's, the, it's like a movie that sucks. What, it's the audience that makes it seem good. The movie isn't good. What's going on in your head is fucking not interesting. If someone else came over your house, literally, that wasn't you, and, and they did about a five-minute snippet of what's going on in your head, you'd be bored stiff. You say, fuck, let me do the laundry, something, get out of here. But to you, it's like a ticker tape. You're just reading, what, what, what's going to happen? What's the forecast? Yeah? What's the glue? Not the ticker tape, not the movie, but the audience. That's your role. Huh? It's not forced on you. We've, it's been in a habit. The habit is to, to, your attention and interest is sucked up into the thought system more than having interest and, and attention to your elbow or even to the feelings or anything. It's up in here. It's like those dogs that have manes and they put those collars on so they can't go anywhere else. We're walking around with like these little personal satellite dishes and we're picking up iPhone or, you know, whatever station that we're listening to, all about you, the golden oldies and this and that. And what happens when that's being engaged? What's not being engaged? You call it nothing, but it's everything. Yeah. Not, be not because you can't... 
It's nothing because what? It can't be measured. It can't be quantified. That doesn't look like success. Thank God. No, it's everything. Just the raw mind that's available right now that's never been affected or touched by any activity that's been moving through it. That raw mind is our birthright, our prior to birthright. Have a little of it come in your life, at least. Let it leaven a lot of stuff out. And then you'll get bored of your own stuff. Because it's not yours to begin with. You bought a crappy product. You just uh, pledge allegiance to it. It's like being, you know, it's like when I went to a giant game, New York Giant football game with the San Francisco 49ers. I remember this really well, years ago. And after two minutes, it was a done deal. San Francisco was kicking their ass. So all these people, I had a, like a Yankee hat on. All these people were going, we're kicking your ass, you know. They're all pointing, I mean, the whole, like about a 180-degree amphitheater of people, as soon as a good thing happened for the players, they look right back at me. We're killing your ass! We're kicking your ass! And I'm like, what? You know, like, how much time? I'm sitting there, I go, I say, are you getting a paycheck from the Niners? Would any of these fucking guys in the field know who you are if they if you walk by them? It's, you're not kicking my ass. That 49ers are beating the Giants. I have fucking nothing to do with it. <laughs> it's disallegiance. Disallegiance of stuff, you know? To being right or doing this or doing that or like a story. Every story we're so indebted to, you know? Oh yes, like this happened to me, and this is, and that's why I am like I am. Then how great does that feel that you know why you're fucked? You're still fucked. What's the point of that knowledge? You know what I mean? I'd rather take an open-ended. Hey, you know, this has this thing has nothing to stand on, so it just fucking makes shit up. You know, you're gonna run into it sooner or later. Hopefully, you know, it'd be nice to know it now before your moment of death, maybe. When this thing's going to end, and it's going to, yeah? That thing never began. It's not going a damn thing. If you paid a little attention to it, maybe you'll be affiliated with that instead of what's dying or what's going to stop. Maybe. I mean, isn't that what they say? Whatever you love the most is where your attention will be. If you love the body, it's going to probably be a bad event for us. If you love your money... If you love all that stuff, why not pay a little attention? Put a little attention into this entertaining, this possibility, and see what kind of dividends you get back. And have the balls to tell the truth about the returns, instead of letting your own story override them constantly. Like you can see, you'll have a miracle at 10 o'clock in the morning, by 1 it's forgotten. But you have a resentment that never even happened, and you've been milking it for 30 years. You've got to see the bias of what you're identified as. The bias of what you identify as will minimize what seems to be good and cool and maximize or elongate what isn't cool. You're having fun, you're suspicious that they're going to figure out you don't deserve it. You you feel one bad day leads to a lifelong depression. You don't see it. One little tug, when it has the, the elasticity of this moment, one little tug of the mind will tell you all you need to know. If you're going really well, does it get a little worried that you don't deserve it, or when's it going to end, and I've got to prepare for this not being around, you know? Yeah? And yet, then, the same mind, if it's having a bad day, what does it do? It elongates it, doesn't it? 
Why do you have so much fear about it? It isn't because you feel bad now. You have a straight. You have a strange fear, and which is a belief in action. You have a belief that it's going to continue. Yet most of us have a very strong belief when things are going well that it won't continue. How do you need thirty years to see that? You can see it in one five minute. At between one and one twenty afternoon, in the afternoon, you can see it. If you see the mind, that's you've seen the principle of it. It's not going to veer from that. Yeah, it's going to shorten what seems to be life-giving and expansive, and it's going to elongate what seems to be contracting and claustrophobic. Then you have. Then you won't be surprised when you see it start doing its thing. You'll know damn well that's what it does. But it doesn't mean it represents you. Yeah. It's representing a you. But you can have freedom from it as it's happening, as the activity of selfing is happening. You can have freedom from it right there and then. Yeah, by your interested attention not being drawn into that little timescape and resting right where it is, which is the only place there is, because it's not a place. This space. Get on with it, really. Build up some freaking momentum concerning it, just like recovery. People talk about recovery, you know, it's just a day at a time. But I'll tell you, in time it's different if you've had 26 straight years of being sober. It builds a momentum. It does. You can feel it. It builds momentum. It hasn't been. It hasn't been short-circuited. You know. It hasn't been veered off so easily. It's had this rumbling going ahead, the same direction for so many years. It's, there's something to say to it for that in time. Yeah. Look at where the interest and attention goes. That's it. It doesn't matter what people are saying. It matters where their interest and attention is. If they honor something, like Jesus said, you can't serve two masters at the same time. If you're honoring your thought system, taking it to be like the Greek oracle, what what that faith in that is going to produce is a lot of anxiety in your life. It's as simple as that. That same faith, not given over to the selfing, can produce an ease and comfort in whatever situation you're in now. You want to talk about results, which don't mean anything in a sense, but here they sure seem to. This is a way of traveling lighter. Simple as that. Without having any controls from the outside. Not based on... So as long as you have a certain amount of money to survive this society, yeah, then you can get on with feeling free. Yeah. Take care of business when it arises. But don't take care of business with a thought system. Just take care of business when it arises. Yeah? Stuff like that. It just... I don't know, you know. Uh, when I was young, it had a huge, huge impression on me, the experience. I remember that it was brighter than when, as for all the years later. Just the whole space was brighter like a golden you when I was a kid. You know? Everyone looked so much happier than seemingly. And then I, then suddenly the shades started getting pulled down and it coincided with introspection. Thought looking upon a thought. Ad nauseum. Yeah? A thought thinking about a thought about itself, which is, which is a thought. Yeah? 
on and on and on and on and on. And it produced neuroses and disease and emotional incapabilities and all this. Yeah. And then you try to get out of it as that, and you're stuck in it even more. Finally, I heard a message that, hey, you may not be that. You may not be the thinker of the thoughts. And I had the evidence that I wasn't an AA, but I was blind to it. I went to so many different meetings, and I'll tell you, how did these people get my thoughts? Or they weren't my thoughts, but it still didn't dawn on you. The selfing is so stubborn, you won't get the information until you do. And this time I got it. I realized, geez, this is a foreign installment. I'm living an interpretation instead of living life. I'm living a mental interpretation of it. All my attention and interest to the other senses are all up in the mental sense now. Just going over the same old, same old. There is a possibility of being free, you know. But what has to be given up is something that never occurred. The idea of being a you. That's such a smallness compared to what we are. It always blows me out those movies where an angel decides to give up its angelness to be here because it's hot for some babe. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know, they get divorced anyway a few years later, but who the fuck could, could, who, what angel would ever give up angelness for this place? (laughs) The arrogance of selfish self-centeredness is unbelievable. (laughs) We think this is the hot tamale of all tamales. Oh, yeah. Go to a cancer ward, which I go to with physical therapy. All the people going in and out of that place. All these people who, their parents are going into dementia and shit like now. This and that. It's not a fucking rose parade. In a lot of ways. Yeah. I had this kid, this little kid was on TV today. On a, just KPFA. It's a documentary about... These people down at this beach, this river in Tom's River in New Jersey, who that this company in the 50s just dumped tons of chemical stuff. Yeah? And it got into these people's water. So this lady, her son was born, and his chromosomes were altered. Yeah? And he's got cancer that's pushing out his spine now, out of his body. Every one of his organs is surrounded with a tumor. This happened when he was a kid, little kid. He's 30 years old now. And she didn't, she wouldn't put up with it. And she started looking and investigating on her own. And she realized there's this huge concentration of young kids getting cancer from around this town called Tom's River. And no one would buy it. And she just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And that one person woke up out of that situation and brought a lot of information to save a lot of other people. Yeah? Because this place, this company just dumped hundreds of tons of fucking chemicals on the ground and in the water without, you know, oh, fuck that. You know? And then all these people were getting cancer. Yeah? This is how selfing lives on. Yeah? In this dream. Don't wait for a savior. Just start entertaining. You've heard the message. It can be the last answer. Entertain. And you know, it's gotten better. Yes. Keep on. If it's working, 
keep entertaining it, yeah? Let the mind become free range a little bit without having to go out and jump off bridges with a bungee cord. Free range in your own little existence, yes? Right when, when you're sitting by yourself for hour upon hour, to be free range then, yeah? Don't wait for you to get it. You're not going to get it. Give up all that allegiance. At least entertain the possibility you're not that. Hmm? If things are going well, be grateful, you know. Take a moment to appreciate what you have, because it could be gone in a flash here. Yeah. I don't think you're different than anyone else. As an action figure, you're all in the same herd. Yeah. What has happened to them can happen to you quite easily. Where's the freedom from that new? Not having everything go well, but to at least have your identification as it leavened a little bit so that you're not taking yourself so seriously. Like Rule 62 in recovery. Don't take yourself so seriously. How serious can you be than taking the self to be you? You can't be more serious than that. Yeah. So what we've done here, what we do here, is obviously taken a, a tact, in a sense, we try to look at what we're not, yeah? And don't go no further than that. All you need to do is see that you're not the thinker and that you don't need to do any more thought about it. <laughs> when you see that you're not the thinker, you'll find out things, yeah? When you entertain you're not the feeler, you'll find out things, yeah? You'll be the repository of finding out. It will move through you, yeah? And in, through, and in that moving through, there'll be a revelation about something. And all the revelations will distill into one, which is, I'm not that. I am not that which the thoughts have been used to, to point to. I am not that which the feelings, after they've, been, after they've been hijacked as my feelings, have been being used to point to. I am not the mirage. I'm not the shadow. I'm not that phantom. Yeah? All there is is the pointing. But there's nothing that's being pointed at. Yeah. It's the mind that makes a leap. When the mind's listening to the thought system, it's going to take itself to be itself. It's just that fucking simple. There's no other way it's going to happen. Because it's going to constantly be bombarding you. Everything, you'll, it will be before you even know it. Your investigation will start after the heist. Yeah? Everything that you come in contact with, this selfing is going to reference back to itself. You're going to see everything from a point of view called self-centeredness. That's the initial reaction here. Yeah? It's called, that's the form of looking that's blinding it to us. But if you can just entertain, you may not be the seer, that can open up a treasure trove of possibilities that you could never fucking imagine in self Yeah? You can have a, something can suddenly move in the, in your head, the unmovableness of it, 
in a way it can move, and an immunity will rise up, and you'll have an immunity to the thoughts, and you'll have immunity. Not that they won't occur, but the coupling effect won't occur. You won't be coupled to the thoughts as the thinker of them. You won't be coupled to the thoughts as the object of them. You won't be coupled to the feelings as the feeler of them. Yeah? You won't be coupled to the feelings as what's being, because these feelings are being imposed on me. Yeah? I don't want these feelings. Yeah? That coupling won't occur. Then you'll be able to deal with what goes on every day. Yeah? You'll have an ability to dance with what shows up. But how can you dance with a phantom? How can you dance, dance with the yesterday and the tomorrow? You're overmatched. You're overmatched by the calamities that are being imagined. You're overmatched. And it's, a contraction is going to occur, and then you'll want relief from that contraction. But as the contraction... Yeah. Every time, doesn't it, you get enough of stuff, it's, it gets empty, doesn't it? If you had a girl every freaking day, every day, looking the way you wanted, you'd be bored stiff in a few days. Everything. The, mo- the coke could never satiate. I had a half a pound of cocaine and tons of needles to shoot it with, and it never brought me a satiation. It never did. It can't. It's an impossibility. You can't fill up what's not empty. It's realizing, fucking, this is slavery, trying to make me feel better all day. (laughs) Would I do this for anyone else? No, unless I wanted something from them. <laughs> and then I'd do it temporarily until I got something I wanted from them. And then, then, then fuck that. You're on your own again. Yeah? You wouldn't do, you wouldn't put up with it at all. Why are you doing it now? What's the difference? It's me. It's me. I'm here working for me all day. All right, me, I know you're having a rough day. Is it based on the day you're in? No, but I don't understand. So we're going to try to find you a solution. All right, I'm going to put you in debt by buying this thing I can't afford. Oh, thank you. I feel so much... Oh, oh, it didn't work. All right, get out there again. What? What? It's like being sent to the store. Whatever you bring is never enough. Yet it told you exactly what to get. I got what you wanted. No, that's not what I wanted. More. More. After a while, you have to realize it's slavery. Yeah? You're, in, you're bonded to this idea of being a self that wants to feel fucking better. That its nature is not to feel better. Yeah? If its nature was to feel better, you would reach a point where it felt better. And that would be it. Is, have you ever reached that? And when you have, has it lasted for the rest of your days? No. Its point isn't feeling better. Its point is to be the feeler, to be the haver, to be the thinker. That's its point. Every time you're trying to get out of the thought system, it's in fucking joy. It's got all your attention and interest in this little shenanigans. Oh yeah, go ahead, try. Put on those robes, <laughs> you know. Oh, you got the 5,000-year-old message? Oh, okay, give it a shot. We'll see. <laughs> it doesn't see any threat in that. You can sit 18, days, 18 hours a day on your ass. Go ahead, keep going, you know. But when you look back in and start questioning, ah, oh, then, then it gets uncomfortable. Then it wants to roll out the big guns, you know. Oh, don't go there. 
Don't go. You, you don't want to be the hole in the donuts. <laughs> don't tread there. Don't. I said, don't go there. Oh, look at that girl. Look at the girl. Oh, the, the, you know, hockey. Silly cops. I'll put up with some more suffering. How long do I have to wait? No, it's coming. You'll be happy, Joyce, and free on my timetable. Don't worry. You got you bought the layaway plan. It's laid away. Just keep going. You'll get a little drib and drab here. You know. <laughs> Jesus, if somebody was doing what this thing is doing, in a sense, seemingly to us, if someone else is doing it to us, we would kill them <laughs> or marry them. Either way, one, one or the other. <laughs> Either kill them or marry them. It just goes on and on and on. I'm telling you, I'm getting near the end. I'm almost six years old. The things I used to believe with a lot of hope when I'm 20, now sort of like rolling out the same old crap. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Don't worry. It may take you 30 years, but I don't have 30 years. How about today? You know what I mean? Oh, no, it's an impossibility. But, but isn't this the day that you promised me 30 years ago that I would be at? You know, I brought the 30 year old plan. Oh no, something's have changed. You know, it's okay, sign me up. <laughs> all your plans, all the stuff that you were thinking, this and that, is it happening now or are you still looking ahead? <laughs> you don't think that's slavery? <laughs> <laughs> he got you once, fooled you twice, fooled you once, twice, fooled you twenty times. As long as that fog of meanness is on you, you can't see a fucking thing with all the looking. You can't see it. You can't see it. Yeah. So, I'd like to see everyone. I don't want to say this because I can't vouch for this going over the internet.